Welcome to the After Credits Podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. On this episode of the After Credits Podcast, get ready to slide your mixtape into your Walkman and listen as we review the newest movie in the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Hey guys, what's up? My name is Rafi Rodas. Joining me is... Nigel Aquino, RJ Silverio, Franco Dagelet, and we're here to do a review for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Alright, let's start here off, guys. What are your initial impressions? Let's go with you, Rafi. Well, actually, um, the thing with me and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I'm a big fan of the MCU, mm-hmm. but honestly, even like... Uh, from the original film, I don't know that much about Guardians of the Galaxy, um, comic book-wise, lore-wise. So it's pretty interesting for me when I watch the movies. Like, hey, I'm learning this new thing about the uh, about uh, the Marvel universe. Every time I watch Guardians of the Galaxy, especially in this movie, there's a lot more uh, new characters, new planets, new universes, yeah. and uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm loving how this movie uh, is is looking. Yeah, they they were pretty much an unknown. Before the movie, yeah. like even among comic book fans, they were already weird. They, they were like the weird superhero team of, in space. Um, probably, like honestly, this movie is fucking awesome. Let's get that out of the way. But uh, living up to the first movie is kind of really hard to do because one of the reasons the first movie worked so well was because it was so unexpected. It it just just destroyed all expectations that people had going into it and you can't, you can't really replicate that feeling so this is so in a way this movie is going to fall a little short in that respect but it does in a lot of ways it is just as good as the first movie in a lot of ways i'd have to agree with nigel on that i mean well you know how the guardians was it placed a different kind of um it was pretty much a comedic film in the mc in the mcu and this one just brought out even more laughs than the last one and i think it did capture uh it did it was able to um break like break out the mold and the usual that Hey, you know, there's gonna be a sequel. There might be a bit of mess. Um, it had the same feeling as the first movie. It did have the same feeling. I mean, in terms of comedy, in the comedic yeah, like, yeah. aspect. But I mean, in a sense, it has a little bit of heart because of what the yeah. plot was trying to um, tell its viewers. Franco, how about you? Well, I actually found the movie to be well, Guardians of the Galaxy two. It was able to separate itself more from the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. where in a way it's a good and bad thing like it it focused on its comedy a lot especially with Drac coming along um, although I, I wasn't so I wasn't too happy with it actually mainly because like I really like the Avenger franchise and you could really watch the Avengers if you're really into the Marvel Cinematic Universe you could you could in a way skip this movie because I didn't like the plot too much. What, what do you guys think of the plot? Honestly, um, that's actually one of the reasons why I like the Guardians movies 
because they they're so separated from the current main storyline of Earth that they don't get a lot of the same hang-ups that a lot of people have with the with the main with the main with the main storyline in the MCU. It's like you, it's like pretty much it as what you said, Franco. It's it's separate from the the main continuity of the Avengers storyline, and I guess it does make it feel like. Um, you don't have to watch the other films to understand the context of the Guardians storyline. Yeah. Yeah, Which can be a strength because a lot of people are getting fatigued from all the movies that you, a lot of the people see that you have to watch to understand what's happening in say Civil War or the upcoming Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Which honestly you have to do. Like maybe skip Either Iron Man. If you want to know the main storyline, you can maybe skip Iron Man, but not really, because you need to know who Iron Man is. Mm-hmm. You can't really skip, skip Captain Thor. America. You can't, you, you, can't, you, you can't skip Captain America movies. You cannot. Uh, there's almost nothing you can skip. This that's why I like having like separate movies and to a lesser extent, TV shows that aren't as connected to the main storyline because then they, they're more able to stand on their own. But that means that they also have to stand on their own. They, they can't rely on crutches that are placed there from other movies. But you know, I'd argue that if you love the Avengers, you'll also love the Guardians at their core. Oh, because mm. at, at their very core, uh, I, I reckon that the, the Guardians of the Galaxy is all about being a band of mis- misfits who bonded together to be, you know, be a fan. It's really, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to avoid using the word fan <laughs> because it was really freaking cheesy. But <laughs> they are a family. Yeah. That's the point. It is cheesy right? Right? because it's something that's so fundamental right. to the like, relationships right. between people. And uh, and uh, especially if, if you recognize their their differences, like mm-hmm. the differences between the characters. If you think about it, the Avengers. They're really different. Oh. Each each character is different. But when they get together for an Avenger movie, man, you really see how they interact, yeah. how they how they interact with one another, and um and you also see that especially with the uh, Guardians uh, in this movie. Yeah, yeah especially because like, like at the start, start of this at the start of this movie, you, you can, can see, see there's the connections are starting to fray. Right, though. right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Rocket is. He's being an asshole, and he's he's trying to drive he's trying to drive everyone away from it because he's an asshole. But uh, we see Quill is sort of you can see he's trying to be more responsible now, but it's not working because <laughs> that's not who he yeah, is. There's another thing that's thrown in this film that messes up with what he is. Oh yeah, definitely. which is oh yeah, uh, we find daddy. out who his dad is. Daddy, yeah. who's playing his dad? Uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> they do have. Okay, yeah, they do look like. Yeah. Like, like a lot. There's even a David Hasselhoff cameo. Okay, okay, yeah. Alright, backstory into Ego, the living planet. He is. Okay, in the MCU, I, if anyone can correct me on this, just go right ahead. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a celestial being, which is one of the most powerful beings within the Marvel universe. Basically, living gods, and he 
aside from being a celestial, is also an entire planet centered around the brain. Probably one of the weirdest things in the Marvel Universe canon. In the comic books, even. In the comic books, yeah. he, he was really like a planet. Oh, yeah. Face. Well, you can guess him. He's more... He's more a planet with a face than Kurt Russell. Uh, he yeah. spends way more time as a planet with a face. <laughs> well, at least now we're venturing towards the even weirder part of the Marvel universe, which I love. Yeah, because yeah. like back then, people are used to thinking that Marvel is just Spider-Man or the X-Men, and then, I mean, ever since Marvel Studios released Iron Man, they're able to explore even more of the obscure characters right, that they like, have. They're going deep into Marvel lore here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. even Ant-Man has a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah, give him credit. So the original Avengers, man. Uh, well, the original... Well, one of them. Yeah, the one of the founding members of the Avengers. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know, like, a lot of people are watching this because it's a Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. Yeah, it has that stamp over right. yeah, it. Has that. Stamp it has the brand. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like, what, whatever these guys come up is pretty good. But, like, honestly, I feel like it didn't really surpass the first Guardians. Mm, and yeah, in a lot like, of ways. In a lot of ways, it didn't surpass. Especially the purpose of their their being. Like, uh, like you said, a lot of it has to do with, like, like, a Rocket being an asshole, causing some problems. Yeah. Like, uh... Star-Lord, like, having some, like, daddy issues. Mm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it kind of feels a bit petty in, in some sense. And this, like, this whole, like, emphasis on the family thing. I mean, there's another franchise that focuses <laughs> on everything about the yeah. family, My which is God, Fast and Furious 8, which also has Vin Diesel, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still surprised how Vin, like, they still tag Vin Diesel in voicing Groot. When it's he's just like his baby. Yeah, he's still voiced Groot, yeah, even though he's like a baby for... I'm still not convinced that they need Vin Diesel. Yeah, they could just like Groot. They could get any random actor and he could probably... Do the same job. What is the brand of his name? Also, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, like uh, Kung Fu Panda, star-studded cast, man. Yeah. Oh dude. yeah. Yeah, dude. But, but that's, that's just because it's from China. Also, um, oh, 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 oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, fake news. Going back to why the movie didn't work as well as the first, I think a part of that also is um, um, all their um, uh, subplots didn't really mesh together with the main plot. I think maybe it's a little bit too extra, like the plot. With um, Gamora and and Nebula, yeah. mm-hmm. um, for me it, it was sort of out there, okay. you know. And it's, uh, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, you know, in this movie, how Nebula states, um, you know, you were always fighting me, but all I wanted was a sister. sister. I mean, for me that came out of nowhere. I mean, what was yeah. was in a lot in a lot in a lot of ways? Yes, that would because we. We don't know their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Even in the first movie, all we know they're sisters and they apparently hate each other. That's which, right, but which kind of makes sense as because they're children of Thanos. No, that's not gonna not be exactly children. Well, adopted children. Adopted children. Yeah, they don't really flesh out the backstory. They, yeah. Because honestly, that's not really. It wouldn't have really been important to the main story plot, mm-hmm. but. I don't know if it's just because I know about it from the comics, but yeah, it does come out of that field because they never because this is stuff they're just saying they're not really showing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what I mean. All right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but also, I just kind of want to talk about like 
I can't really say family issues are petty. Because, because, because like, in comparison to major world-destroying issues, I guess they're kind of petty. But, like, they're also, like, integral to who we are as people. Yeah. So, like, it, it, it goes into, the, like, the base of who you are as a person. Like, what your relationships are. Who, you, who do you consider your family? It will shape you. It will shape... What, it's what in your past is going to be part of your future. I, I, I guess, like, it's been a while since the first Guardians of the Galaxy came in that I wasn't really able to invest myself in, like, the the characters of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, the first one came off as, like, a comical kind of comedy kind of series. And then now they're just trying to force this whole family issue and try to be a bit semi-serious on like matters of like whether or not uh, you should listen to your dad I, I, yeah, I, I guess you didn't really like buy into the concept which mm-hmm. which like, can should happen. we buy into it that it's a comedy movie or like a semi-serious family thing you know what I mean it can, it can be, be both, both. Mm-hmm. it can I, be both this I think is, that's a similar pattern with most Marvel movies it's a similar <laughs> pattern for most modern comedy really okay like no it's just modern comedy a lot of the times is it really wants to focus on more serious issues right. while try, still trying to make jokes about it. Right. But, but that has to go into like a bigger trend in comedy and comedians in general. But yeah, in general, I don't really see those two things as being uh, like opposites. You can't, you, they're not mutually exclusive to each right. other. I mean, if I can put some context, some historical context to this. I mean, even Charlie Chaplin movies yeah. had serious issues I mean, also Charlie Chaplin movies tackled serious issues and mm. his movies were considered the w- one of the most funniest movies in c- cinematic history oh yeah, yeah. definitely um, like uh, yeah no it's just uh, I just um, when, if we start talking about whether or not that whether or not it makes sense for them to try to be to try to insert a more serious backst- like a more serious storyline into Ostensibly, one of the more funnier uh, franchises within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't see that as a bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. although like for certain segments of this movie, like they really stepped up the comedy. Especially like I like the fact that they uh, put more scenes of Draken. Oh Drax. yes, dude. Drax. Drax. Oh, yeah. standout yeah. part. But this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what like, the heck? Like uh, I'm gonna play some clips from the trailers, but like. When when these clips come in in the actual movie, they hit you so well. Like you just yeah. end up laughing right now. I am a dancer. Gamora is not. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic, like you. Thanks, buddy. Do you need a hug? No, no, I do not. Oh, I thought I said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, wait, remind me. Did he actually? Did he actually show that scene where they hug? Yeah. In the film. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember but, laughing. But then, yeah. but then they actually like add in like two yeah. or three more extra lines before they yeah. hug, yeah. and it just like adds so much fun to it. Dude, yeah. Batista has great delivery. Yeah, yeah, like especially in the opening scene, like when, especially oh, when they when they had to fight the monster in the opening scene. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why don't you have the? Wait, can I say this line? Yeah. Uh, uh, why don't you have the space armor thing? Oh, I have no. sensitive nipples. <laughs> 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 and when he's actually trying to fight the monster, like he tries to do this. The beast hides the thing to be pierced on the outside. I must cut through it from the inside. What? 
What is he doing? He said the skin is too thin to be pierced from the outside. So that doesn't make any sense. I tried telling him that. The skin is the same level of thickness <laughs> from the inside. <laughs> 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 He got a way bigger role in the movie mm-hmm. than from before. And of course, well, you know that in the first film, his character was meant to be funny because of how he takes things too literally. Right. I mean, it, it, still, um, it still went on in this film. But now we got to see... Um, how would you call it? A more sympathizing uh, a more element uh, a more well character a more well-rounded character uh, yeah because yeah. like we get a lot more insight into into how he feels as a person because of an addition of another character mantis if I touch someone i can feel their feelings you feel love yeah i guess yeah i feel a general unselfish love for just about everybody no sexual love no no i don't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Timing is perfect. Yeah. Oh, dude. I also, honestly, sh- I read out, uh, out of the new characters introduced in this movie, I really like Mantis. She just, like, I don't know, she just plays the wide eyed, innocent girl seeing the world for the first time really well, and that's really cute. And yeah. Paired off with the guy who's yeah. just like. Honestly, though, if you think about it, um, them having the most scenes together and having the most connection makes sense mm-hmm. because they're also among the more naive characters within the movie. Oh, right. Like, just like Drax, he doesn't really give a shit about anything, about what other people think. So he doesn't, he's a lot, he's... He's very he's, straightforward with yeah, what he's... He, uh, he, has, he doesn't really have much use for social mores and traditions where... As Mantis, because she's been raised alone by ego on the planet by herself for her entire life, she has no concept of social traditions or whatever. So she, <laughs> it, it just gets really funny when you see Drax trying to teach her how to be social. Oh yeah, <laughs> I also remember the first conversation they had. It was like, "Can I pet your do- your puppy?" Like she was referencing to Rocket. Uh, Rocket. And then he was just like, like long hesitation, and goes like, "Yes, yeah, sure." <laughs> and then Rocket bites back the moment <laughs> she touches him. <laughs> what the fuck? And she played the long with mm, how. Yeah. But we also see probably one of the more heartbreaking scenes in the movie, when we we see Drax in a moment of contemplation about his dead wife and oh, their yeah. daughter. And, daughter. and then we just see how. Like, there's no expression on Drax's face, but when Mantis takes a peek into what he's feeling, it's just, it's so horrible. And right. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a planet bearing down on her soul. Yeah. Yeah. Drax has a lot of feelings. I mean, I, 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 I think it's also a testament to how complex these characters are. Mm-hmm. Like, on the surface, you see them as funny. Yeah. Really, uh, uh, really good, like, 
characters for action and all that. But then at the very core of it, they're all very deep, complex characters with their own problems, yeah. with their own um, backstories, as we saw in the first movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. One, another thing I really love about Guardians. Oh yeah, also like something if, if you noticed in the film, they actually pair off characters with one another and that's how they do most of the the storylines for yeah. each character. For example, like what we just talked about, Drax and Mantis were paired off together. Because they're the um, most naive. We're the most naive. And then uh, Rocket and Yondu. Rocket and Yondu. Rocket, oh, Rocket, 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 uh, that's actually that's something that actually came out of that field for me. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah that's yeah. true. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so Yondu Ubuntu, I think. Yeah. Yondu. Yondu. Yeah, yeah just Yondu. Yondu. It's the adoptive father of Peter Quill, who. The blue guy, the blue, blue guy, guy with the whistle. mohawk the and mohawk. the whistle arrow that will kill everything. But yeah, so we get a lot more insight into Yondu's character as a whole and mm-hmm. what, um, well, a lot like basically a crash course into the motivations behind his character, why he, why he took in Peter in the first place, yeah, and what even bring him yeah, to his father, his values and yeah. like his. Uh, you know. you know, if you notice at the start of it, like when he appeared in this film, he was already in a state of distraught, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think he saw his, like, what I, what I assume is a former partner in crime, the oh, one played by Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, no, that. that wasn't his, that was his dad. No no no, 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 that's not what I mean by that. I mean, he's his. Father, father figure. figure. He's father the figure. mentor that first brought him into the Ravagers. Oh. Yeah. Like, think of him as... I don't know the name of the master in Kung Fu. In the Karate Kid. That guy. He's like yeah. that. Jackie Chan. That's the Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. He, he's basically his Mr. Miyagi. Like Jackie Chan and uh, Jaden Smith. Uh, no, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that film. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So like, it w- but then it, like uh, yeah. the character of Yondu really surprised me in this film because mm-hmm. like in the first film he was he was an asshole. He's kind of like a yeah flat character, yeah, like in the a first flat, like, like a static character. Like a lovable rogue, but that yeah. there's, there there wasn't much more right. underneath that. But then in, in this movie especially, um, they showed off his depth, yeah, how dynamic he is, I, and and how how much an overall badass he is. Like I didn't know his arrow was that fast, that powerful. Oh yeah, yeah. man, mm-hmm. th- that scene when they escaped the the ship, the yeah. human rocket. Yeah, that arrow was freaking bad, man. Dude, there's there's a reason Yondu's feared across the galaxy. Man, yeah. that showed that. Yeah. yeah, like I I was really impressed by how fast they were able to make me care about him. You know, mm-hmm. it just took one scene and between him and Sylvester Stallone where we realized that Yondu has been ostracized from the rest of the Ravagers, and like just that scene, I was on board the Yondu train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it was probably the his last scene with uh with Quill with oh, with, with Star Lord uh-huh. when they were no spoilers. This what? is a full spoiler spot. Yeah, that's how we always do podcasts. We didn't release any major plot points up to now. I, we I talked about his dad. It's in the trailer. Uh, that's true. 
Now let's go full Fuck it, let's go full spoilers. Let's go full spoilers, man. Uh, we should edit this part right out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, up, to, up to now, like... Whatever. Yeah, okay, okay so go. Spoiler alert! <laughs> go ahead, Raph. So, yeah, his, his last scene where he sacrificed himself to save Peter Quill, his adopted son. Oh, yeah. And he, had a, he had a line... What was this line? You with a rocket? Um, or? Oh, with oh, no. Quill. He was like saying that, hey, you know, that may have been your father there, but I'm your real... Re- he ain't your daddy. daddy. He ain't your daddy. And I've been real proud to call you son. son. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Man. As he gave him his oxygen mask. Well, if yeah. In space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although it's kind of weird, though, that the, the rocket... the the rocket ship wasn't this near. That, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, isn't that what happened in the first movie? Like, he was out there, then they managed to just pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was because... Like, it, they, they don't explain this in the movie. But I thought it was because the planet was already ex- was exploding. So they had to get away from it. But then it doesn't make sense because they wouldn't... They could just hover. No, it's just I thought they needed to get out of the blast zone, but that would mean Star Lord was in the blast zone, right? Yeah, so he would be dead unless they picked him up, Gaga. Or do you just die that quickly? It's unclear. No, I mean like Star. There was a scene in the first Guardians. Yeah, it's the first movie. Star Lord was like exposed in like space for like maybe a good two to five seconds. It was like thirty seconds actually. No, actually, you remember the part where um the mutiny was happening yeah 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 the moment they turned on that air shaft like the guy just froze right yeah it took uh it took a few seconds yeah it took yeah. a few seconds so yeah. in a sense but i guess in star lord was immortal he could have survived longer in the first that week. is yeah. true that's right yeah. that is true his biology means he's more able to survive yeah. how how'd you find his new powers well the only word <laughs> They only work in ego spanner, right? Oh uh, yeah, plot point. Apparently, uh, he gets the celestial gene from his dad, which means he got powers. Like super, super duper, super duper duper. He became super duper duper. No, I mean, he says super duper like three, three times, man. <laughs> No, I mean that. That's that, that, that's how I. Uh, that's me illustrating my point. He was super duper duper, super <laughs> duper super duper. I mean, his, okay, okay. when he unleashed his powers in the last scene. Yeah, dude. He was freaking indestructible, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, like when he first got his powers, all he could do was like play catch with his dad. Yeah, that was <laughs> a funny part. That was so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, come on, son, pass me that ball, and then he just played them. What the fuck, dude? Did you ever play catch with your dad? No, no. It's it's you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just an American. Thing. It's an American. Yeah, because baseball's an American thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like did, did you? No. <laughs> I guess it's not an Australian thing either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, um, like um, the last fight scene with with Star Lord and yeah. Ego. Yeah. That was. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it made me think like wait if he has these powers what's the next movie gonna be like how's Star-Lord gonna oh no yeah. we, we do know yeah right 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 right, right. but, he, but the, yeah, he doesn't so, have his powers yeah he doesn't yeah. have his powers now which is I think a 
pretty quick solution. <laughs> well, it would have been weird if he kept his powers. Right. Well, he yeah. still got right. probably the endurance more. thing. He right. still he still has the the infinity stone. He can hold one for a minute. Can he still time. hold one? I don't I think so. so. I think because so. No, yeah, that's he, true. He could yeah. hold it for a certain amount of time, but you know, he he will also combust. Yeah, yeah. So that's no, why. But, but the that's what I meant. Most people can't hold it on for that long. Yeah, it's you could maybe he won't be able to do that anymore because right. the spark, the light that was from his celestial side, might have also died with with his dad. So maybe he doesn't have that anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's possible, but we don't know because yeah. I don't yeah. know. So that's when Avengers three has to come in, they're going to have to rebalance that. That's right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a patch. Like in uh, Captain America, they kind of nerfed uh, what's that guy? The the smart the robot guy. Vision. Vision. Yeah, they nerfed Vision. Oh yeah. They nerfed the witch. And then they, they didn't they even buffed, include. They buffed like Ant Man and like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? And they didn't even include Thor and the Hulk. Yeah, because that they're just OP. You gotta ban them from PvP. Uh, it makes you even wonder how Thanos will be like, despite him just being appearance. No, he's like he's an end level raid boss. You gotta yeah. get the rest of your guild in there. So who's Than- <laughs> Thanos' minions? Like, I'm sure they're not just gonna fight Thanos like all the time. Uh, we'll, we'll probably, probably, if there's going to be a plot, he'll have to have like some like. The the thing is with the, if he if he if. What I think is going to happen happens if he gets all the Infinity Stones in the, the Gauntlet. He could just fight them by himself. Yeah, like, he could erase reality. Like two and a half hours. He, he could erase reality by himself. I mean, yeah. if if you if you guys really think about it, I mean, just to put it the whole context of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've seen how all these stones work. Yeah. in all these mm-hmm. movies, how just think about it. How powerful yeah. each stone is by itself, mm-hmm. and if it's of all of those stones are in the power of what are the hands of one being yeah that's god right what there. the heck that's that's god power right here that's mm-hmm. ascension yeah. Which I think, which is actually his final goal, if I remember the plot line from the story correctly. Yeah. I mean, he's just there to court death. Right. I, I mean, this this what what makes me even more excited for Avengers three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How yeah. will they How will they show that? I don't know, man. Wait, before we talk about Avengers three, okay. like, let's uh, yeah, yeah, let's finish. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I wanted to say something about Peter Quill. In my opinion, he's probably the weakest character in this movie, like in terms of development. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like we do get we do get his dad, but there's no like I don't know significant changes in his psyche. If yeah. you know what I mean, because we also find out the reason his mom died was because ego put the brain tumor in her head. It's like how that's fucked up. No, it's because it's like his character was put in a standstill. Yeah. When he met the dad, it's like going back. Um, yeah. Like it this does this does um flesh out some sort of like daddy issues with him yeah. as to why he is what mm-hmm. he yeah. is now but then after all that happened yeah. with of course the father being an asshole and everything now it's just him back to normal yeah i just yeah i just kind of feel like we got a lot more insight into the character in, into the other characters rather than star lord but that probably makes sense because maybe, the first movie was a lot more of a Star Lord movie. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. though they didn't really flesh out Gamora too much. Yeah, uh, I felt like her plotline was kind of like her relationship. Like, with... 
I felt like they could have either emphasized more on her relationship with Nebula or her relationship with Star Lord. They yeah. tried to do both, and it kind of like was like. Man, I I, I agree with that, but because like she was more defined by her relationship than by herself, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like she was Nebula's sister, and the unspoken thing that she has with Star-Lord. That's basically her... Yeah, the love interest. But for me, I think R- Rocket got a little bit of boost in his oh, um, yeah, character right. development. Right. I yeah. mean, we, we got a taste of it in the first film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this film, it really fleshed it out. Yeah. yeah. His insecurities and all that. And pairing him off with Yondu. Yeah. It was right. a really, uh, it was a really good dynamic. To yeah. make them understand what's with them, right. what's their internal struggle right. with one another. And if I may add, Bradley Cooper's um, voice talent is superb in this film. Dude, yeah. 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 Like, actually, diesels. I. Just some odd tuning. He got his down bad, man. Yeah. The accent, the. I mean, it made. He made you feel for a raccoon. A trash Dude. panda. <laughs> trash panda. <laughs> it's so it's so weird how before when I saw that lineup of the Guardians before they even released the film, the first thing that I thought was that this raccoon's gonna have a Scottish accent. I don't know why. Because like, I don't know. I think it was like this guy. This guy is like a little um rocket hu- um raccoon humanoid, and I think that okay, he's got big guns. So I'm thinking dwarfish. Yeah, yeah, dwarfish. Yeah, yeah, dwarfish. yeah, I get the dwarfish kind of vibe. Yeah, and, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. all dwarves need to have Scottish accents. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually no, have a brutish accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. And now it's like when I heard Bradley Cooper's like, that's not the voice I was expecting, but whatever, oh, it worked. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, Anything else you guys want to talk about before? Um, the villain Groot is awesome. Baby Groot, so of course, he's the adorable. I mean. A, a bunch of our friends talked about Baby Groot, and he's, they said that they're grooming Groot to be a a, min, a new Minions, a spinoff. Oh, Actually, no. uh, I don't yeah. agree. The, in a lot of ways, Baby Groot is a lot more well-rounded than First Groot. If you know what I mean, like First Groot, he was just basically the muscle. You mm-hmm. didn't really see anything behind him. Like Baby Groot. Baby Groot has feelings. Baby Groot has like motivations. Baby yeah. Groot is learning on how to be a person. Yeah, and he again. was bullied. Oh yeah, we got yeah. Stop the bullying twenty seventeen. Yeah. But how about the villains though? You know, for me I really thought the sovereign plotline was just you know, it was just a jumping point to what the film was gonna be really about. Yeah, yeah. Like the sovereign was kind of like uh like Segway. extra well, yeah extra like the mm-hmm. moment when they um, introduced Ego it was like we don't need the Sovereign that much especially and in the last scene yeah yeah. they were talking the ship mm. yeah just there. I mean, it could have yeah. just been left with the Guardians versus Ego right it was just a sort of like just like a secondary threat where they could have emphasized like one or the other no, no, I think, uh, honestly, they f- emphasize a lot more in Ego. The Sovereign was consistently shown to be less of a threat and more of an annoyance, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they just had to keep running away from them, but they weren't really, they didn't really view them as threats. Yeah. You know? But, of course, with what was shown in the post-credits, mm. it, uh, it will lead to something even greater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe. 
<laughs> they have a habit of not show that not cashing in on after credit scenes until yeah. years. This after this rest. film had a lot of after credits. Yes. Oh yeah. You have any Five. thoughts before we go into like speculations? Let's do our movie reviews before any speculations. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So how would you guys rate it out of ten, Rafi? I'd give it the same rating I'd give the first one, which is a solid eight. I. I actually rate it a little higher oh. because I I rate I, in my I rated the first Guardians of the Galaxy a solid nine. Whoa, that's oh, high. That's good. Because uh, because it's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Really? Of like, yes, actually, yeah, I'll that stick by that. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, mostly because oh shit, shit, I forgot to talk about this. I'm just gonna like a quick line. The soundtrack, the soundtrack, mm. which is a huge mm. part of both of the first and second movies, right. because it's how it it connects the Peter Quill to his mother and to his dad, and it's basically <clears throat> his his it's part it's part of his like central characteristic is that he loves music. In my opinion, the first movie soundtrack was was a lot better implemented than the sec- than volume two soundtrack. Not that the music is better or worse, but because the first movie used the soundtrack to bring a bring the bring the correct feeling to a scene, whereas in the second movie the soundtrack was just sort of used as background music, really good background music. Right. But I don't think it brought a lot to the plot. Yeah, that's that's basically my thoughts on it. So uh, eight point five for this movie, but. That's because I gave the first movie a nine. RJ, I'd give it the same rating as Nigel. It's an, I'd give it an eight point five. I enjoyed the film. I mean, yeah, you could say that it's um, it, it's not as good as the first one, but I really enjoyed this. It uh, it boosted up the com- like the comedy of this, and I guess in some sense there is a bit of heart in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of heart, actually. I yeah. felt feelings. How, yeah. how would you rate the first Guardians, RJ? Mm, I'd give it... I probably would have given it also an 8.5. Yeah. To me, I'd rate the first Guardians like a, a solid 8.5. Mm. This one, not so much. Like, I'd give this like a 7 That low? Yeah, I mean like... You really don't like family, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean like... I mean, like I, I mean, I like Drac. I like the development of Yondu. I just didn't like the main plot. I mean, that counts for something, man. Like, as yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I understand. the final scenes, they, they were good. They were well executed, although the graphics were good. Although they didn't have any, like, those wow moments. Mm. Like, uh, Marvel's known for having those wow moments. Like, sort of like how the ending of Iron Man 1 was kind of like, meh. Yeah. Kind what like I that. love the ending of Iron Man one. Sorry, <laughs> the ending of Iron. Well, no. Okay, it's just uh, I'm not that big of a fan of spectacle, so I don't know. Wow moments don't make sense to me. Although, dude, Pac Man. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that Pac Man for movie. I remember that, yeah. dude. Fucking Pac Man eight eight ego. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it, I, I wasn't just feel, I wasn't feeling mm. it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sort of like I really didn't like the fact that it's really not tied to anything. Really? Yeah, it's, I mean you can uh, skip this yeah. movie. 
You, you could. could. Skip I mean, skip. but then again, you, you'd, you'd skip, skip this movie if you were putting it in the context of the Avengers. Style. Yeah. Like, but, like yeah. normally, like for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they either introduce a character hmm. or develop it in relation to like a future film. Yeah. But what future film are they developing these characters for? For Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah. I felt mm-hmm. like if they were going to release a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, they really wouldn't have needed this film. They could have just gone straight from one to three. Whatever the plot is going to be for three, and there's yeah. speculation part. That's, that's, that's probably like a significant point that where we disagree. That I do, I actually really don't like it. If you're developing something for a future something. I like things to be like self-contained into one into one movie. Yeah, but could you say this is a if the franchise were to end, would you say this is a good ending to a franchise? Honestly, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah, really. Like they they all they like they all ended in a point that felt right. You know, like they they're together. They've started. They've. Grown as a, they grown as a family. Like fast five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, family. in connection to that, I, I, I thought they could have ended in fast five. I would have preferred the. No, they could have ended five. in fast seven easily in fast seven. With fast mm-hmm. eight, well, at least they had a, a decent reason to make Vin Diesel bad, and the money was just pouring in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're spoiling two movies in this. Yeah. No, I didn't say anything bad about fast eight. I didn't say anything major. I just said they had a good reason to make Vin Diesel bad. But they didn't know that. What if Baby Groot was bad? (laughs) We saw saw Teenage Groot. Oh, dude, Teenage Teenage Groot is an asshole. Angst. And leaves. Yeah. What what is the leaves a metaphor for? Hair? Body hair or semen? Dude, dude, I would, I, you know, I think it's just him growing out. Yeah. Growing out is leaves, and then you know what leaves are. We no, have a don't. new Nigel no, sound no. clip. This is a, <laughs> oh, it's not shit. a flower, Nigel. <laughs> yeah, it man. has both the. Parts. <laughs> it's a leaf. If it's it like were hair. the latter, Quill would have been even more disgusted <laughs> and just looking. It's, like, it's like hair for shade. Not, <laughs> not the other. Not Who would say semen? What the Who would see leaves and think, hmm, that is a metaphor for semen? <laughs> is that how you see trees, man? This is how Nigel sees the sap. This is how Nigel sees the world. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'd understand it more if it were trees sap, but leaves. So I imagine, like, if Nigel's, like, biking in a park. He gets hit by a branch. <laughs> 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 he feels so disgusting. You're cringing. But ah, uh, dude, <laughs> you, you can plant. plant <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> you can plant a sapling and then get a you get a new tree. But yeah, the ground anyway. is the metaphor. <laughs> anyway, so all right. Well, with uh, that out of the way. End the um, review and move to like the speculation part yeah. of the podcast. Well, so like, can, Nigel, can you describe the what happens in the after credits part? Okay. In our uh, after credits podcast. All right. So <laughs> you can't self promote in the thing we're promoting. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the major after credits scene would probably be the re- the reveal that the sovereign are making a new sort of being called Adam Adam, which is. Uh, Adam Warlock clearly reference to Adam Warlock do you have a better just all I I really know about him is that he's a he's a pretty powerful 
He could uh, be like he's like an anti Thanos in yeah, a sense. Yeah. And the what thing is, um, no, the thing is because he was um, in the comics, he was supposed to have the very last Infinity Stone in his possession, which, well, I don't know how that's gonna go in this um, continuity. Actually, can so, we do a rundown? Which Infinity Stones have been revealed so far? Mind Stone. Mind Stone, which Space. is with... Yeah. Mindstone is with Vision. 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 Yeah, let's talk it like that. Like the, mind, the Mind Stone is with Vision. The Space the, Stone, which is the Tesseract. The Tesseract. I'm sorry, Tesseract. The Tesseract is currently with the Collector. No, no, no. It's with Asgard. Asgard. It's in Asgard. Oh, it's in, no, no. They moved the... Oh, no, no. Yeah, the, the Tesseract oh. is in Asgard. They moved the red thing. The, a- the, the Aether. Aether. The Aether. Aether, which is the powers of um, the Void. No, 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 the, no, no. the ether's a stone. It's a yeah. The ether's a stone, but it's like a power stone. stone. Like power stone. Power stone. Maybe yeah. actually, because uh, when they talked about it, they were talking about. Oh, wait, it no, the, it could be the uh, um, the one that the Nova Core has. The example. Nova Core is the power stone. I, I remember yeah. the Nova Core is the power I, huh? stone. Yeah, I think ah the purple. the purple from the first yeah, the, purple. the purple one from the, the red first one is Guardians. The red oh. one the reality? the ether is something. reality reality ah is wait. it reality no. Uh, it doesn't make sense with how they described it because it's specifically unreality. Because it's, it's, I, I think there's a void stone. I think there's one that's called a void stone. I've never but heard I'm not it. sure. Yeah, space stone contained within the Tesseract. Power stone contained within the orb. What is the orb? Ah, the, the orb is the... The orb. The, the orb, orb the, the, the the, Yeah, the, the purple orb from the first Guardians. Oh, yes, yeah. The reality stone is either. No, okay. Right. Reality stone. Re- reality stone is the either from Thor. It's with the collector. Ti- time stone is with the Go- eye of Agamotto. Yeah. It's from Doctor Strange. It's, so. so it's in with the sorry, with Doctor Strange. It's not with Doctor Strange right now. It's with it's he's it's in his vicinity. It's within the eye of Agamotto, and it's there. Yeah. So we got so, so we got the blue. We got the purple. We got the red. We got the red, we got the green. So it's just the soul's soul gem. Soul which gem. gem. Which, the soul stone. Which would make sense to be with Adam Warlock. If, if because I think bring, that's what's giving him life. No, but if they bring him in by the time of event, um, Infinity War. But you know, there have been speculations of what the fourth um, Avengers film will be called. Hmm. It's con- it, um Because um, there was, like, I think I read somewhere that they interviewed um, Zoe Saldana like they were talking about how they were filming Infinity War and then she mentioned this line that yeah we're filming Infinity War now and then we'll be back for Gauntlet in August Um, Gauntlet meaning Infinity Gauntlet where no but isn't Avengers 3 divided into parts 1 and 2 yeah no but they they decided to change it um, that like as far as I in my opinion, they will probably only start the conflict with Thanos in Infinity War. They're no, not gonna I end think it there. I have a uh-huh. feeling like at the Ooh. end like at the end of Infinity War, Thanos will have gotten the last stone yeah. and then it will lead to the fourth Avengers. Right. right. Which I mean, would be them trying to figure out a way on how to counteract right. that. I mean this is really so, like, the next Avengers will be a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. But it will set up like all of the big players in the MCU to meet up just yeah. to f- um, fight Thanos. So possibly in between the third, between Infinity War and the next right, Avengers right. film, will be 
the various other franchises like Guardians, Doctor Strange, Thor, Iron Man, Captain mm-hmm. America, Black Panther. figuring Black Panther. I am excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring out in their own separate ways on how to deal with the with the with Thanos with and all the Infinity Gems. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to the thing with Adam, I, I think it, I think that it's a pretty important development because if the Soul Stone is really with this Adam guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean. Th- that puts down theories that say that the last the soul the soul uh, stone is is going to be in the uh the black panther movie oh really yeah, it could be there there's some theories yeah, yeah. Oh. i mean like soul is like a black kind of thing i'm yeah. just going to ignore that <laughs> oh come on man yes. what <laughs> jesus anyway yeah. i mean yeah, i mean like, that, that's so Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, right. yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty important development because if if it's with the Adam guy, I mean, it's, it's not for sure. He's not gonna be in the Black Panther movie or for sure in he's the. Got soul. It's for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not inconceivable for Adam Warlock to be in the Black Panther movie. Mm. But although it would be weird, because mm-hmm. currently they're they're separating out. Earth from space in gen- generally there's not a lot of crossover other than Thor and honestly this is why I'm really excited for Thor Ragnarok because we're we're sort of seeing the the connection the connection of space and Earth the Guardians of the Galaxy movies that colorful vibrant Ooh. feeling mm-hmm. and then we're starting to see it bleed into the main storylines oh, if you saw right. the Thor trailer first, uh, Thor is the next Thor first then Panther yeah then Avengers yeah I think, I think Avengers oh. will come out first because um, May 2018 that's when it's gonna come out Avengers yeah the third Avengers oh, really so Thor could come out Jan Feb I mean yeah. uh, oh, wait, Thor, Thor, no, Thor is Thor is coming out this November September, September. oh yeah Spider-Man's gonna come first Spider-Man there. well mm. I, I'm, I wouldn't expect anything related to that storyline coming out in Spider-Man what? What would be the storyline for Black Panther, though? Uh, they're probably gonna talk a bit more about the role of Wakanda in the global, global. Um, so politics. Politics. There's, yeah, there's political. gonna be a lot of politics because Black Panther is simultaneously a superhero and a and a world leader, mm-hmm. because he's the king of Wakanda. And I can't wait for the return of uh, what's his name? Claw. Is it you, Claw? You uh, Winter, yeah. yeah. Claw. Uh, Andy yeah. Circus. Andy Circus. Dude, he's gonna. He's really gonna have a claw. On he was remarkably cool in uh, uh, Ultron. Ultron. Yeah. yeah. Right. Even if he gets his arm chopped off. Yeah. Yeah. Laser dog. It's it's weird how you know we all know that Thanos is gonna be the main bad guy and mm. like the end game bad guy, but in all of the films that showed him, there wasn't much. To him, uh, like to show the motive as to why he wants the Infinity Stones. But yeah. if you follow, like if you're trying to base it on what he did, what the reason why he got them in from the comics, he was well, he was supposed to be courting death, like he was trying to impress death. Like there's a personified version of death supposedly in the MCU. Who's like an actual character. Yeah, an actual female character by the name of death yeah and, and death is really hot yeah like but, really you know there there are theor- no there are theories now wait wait, wait. Hmm? 
Is he talking about moms again? No, no death, death is really hot. Death is a mom now? No, no. <laughs> no, death just really hot. Okay. No, now there are now speculations saying that instead of death, death being personified in the MCU, he, um, he Thanos will be court will be trying to court the villain of Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, Hela. Ooh, Hela. Played by played by Kate Blanchett. Because in the sense, she is the ruler of the underworld. Ooh, that's not. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea, actually. Yeah. Although, uh, yeah, I can see that. It's just it's weird because, in a way, she's lower than him, at least like power wise. Because she's still she's still a regular Asgardian. No, from what she's, not, she's not this guardian. She oh, has, wait, her, yeah, she has her own domain. She has her own realm within the seven realms. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's the ruler of the underworld, pretty much. Oh yeah, I keep so, forgetting. Yeah, she, yeah. But but in actuality we really don't know what she's about in the MCU specifically. Yeah, mm. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. When not yet. is Ragnarok coming out? I think September. September, September, November, October, November. Mm. One of the Burr months, so pretty much. What movies are what good movies are we gonna watch next? What's mm. next? I don't know what's next. In, in relation to Marvel or like we're talking about after credits right now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> when's Spider Man? Spider Man is like June, July. June? Wonder Woman. Wait. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's, Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman's June. Yeah, me just uh, like Google. May. Pirates. Oh, oh dude, yeah, I don't want to watch. I don't really want to watch Pirates. The graphic wants to watch Pirates. Oh yeah, we're man. Deep for that. Of course. Okay, wait. Uh, uh, what what month is it? It's May. It's yeah. gonna be May now. Alright. It's gonna be May. Uh, What's that circle one with Emma Emma Watson? The circle. The I circle. Don't, I don't want to watch that. Anything. Yeah. It's no, just, but it's just looks like pretentious bullshit. You know, about the dangers of technology. Yeah. So like. But that's year? just me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, you you guys. No, we're not cutting this part out. You guys want to watch King Arthur? Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, uh. Alien! Meh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman. When's Alien Covenant coming out? When's Covenant? Wait, I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I think it's the 19th. May 19th. I wouldn't mind watching that. Yeah, it's but quite intriguing. I don't know. We're not really big horror guys, so I don't know. If Why not get start now? Maybe Gabby if he joins. Yeah, if he yeah, joins. Yeah, if he joins. Uh, well, the Spires of the Caribbean, Baywatch. 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 I'm Do you guys want to watch the Mummy? The uh, Tom Cruise movie. Is that the Brendan what? Fraser reboot? No, yeah, it's a yeah, Tom. it's a it's a yeah, reboot, yeah, of I mean, yeah, reboot of Brendan so. Fraser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cars. Did 3. it need a reboot? Cars three. June sixteenth. Oh, yeah, Cars three. Ah, oh, that's June. June. Like so, so for May, we're going to watch Nothing. Baywatch and Pirates. Pirates and maybe Alien, if we decide. What's Between that one? and Baywatch. What's Baywatch? Baywatch is uh, end of May. All right. Yeah. Yeah, potentially two to three. Mm-hmm. And with that, guys, I would like to say thanks for listening to the After Credits podcast. Uh, it's been a good review for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We hope you liked our review and our inputs. Uh, we added some segments in. We also added like a speculation segment as well as like what movies to watch next. Just yeah. to like 
put some more content into our podcast. Uh, let us know what you think by leaving us a review on our uh, iTunes page. Just uh, any review helps helps us get higher in the charts. Also, like our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Podcast. Yeah, and if you have if you want to email us you can email us at aftercreditspodcast at gmail.com and why don't and while you're at it you can leave some comments ask uh, um, like if you want any um, if you have any films in mind that you want us to review just leave a comment yeah. and we recently we're, we're, released uh, 13 Reasons Why yeah yeah so yeah. if you have suggestions for TV shows we can do that mm. but other than that uh, I'd like to say thanks again for listening this is Franco Dajlet this is Rafi Rodas. This is Nigel Aquino. And it's RJ Silverio. And thanks again for listening to the After Credits Podcast. We'll be back with probably Pirates of the Caribbean or Baywatch or Aliens. See you guys. See you. Woo! Bye.